1: All right, let's talk about the next couple of weeks. You've got a lot of different kind of uh, religious holidays and events coming up that are going to be challenging for the followers of those faiths to deal with in the way that they would normally deal with, that is getting together, congregation, going to mass, going to synagogue, going to temple, whatever the case may be. So we thought we would take a moment here and have a conversation with three local faith leaders to discuss how people are looking to religion at this time to guide them through the many challenges of COVID-19, and how they are responding to that. And remember, the next few weeks, you've got Passover beginning today, you've got Easter this weekend, you've got Masaki coming up on April 13th, and Ramadan later this month around April 22nd. So who did we pick to talk to? Well, we have a couple of very special guests with us. We have Rabbi Dan Moskowitz with us, a senior rabbi of Temple Shalom. Rabbi Moskowitz, thank you for being here.
0: Good morning, thank you for having me.
1: We also have Inderjeet Singh, a Sikh chaplain at UBC and KPU. inderjeet thank you.
2: Uh, thank you.
1: And Mark Clark, Senior Pastor at Village Church. Pastor Clark, thanks for joining us.
3: Hey, thanks, Robbie.
1: Uh, I'll start, I'm going to ask each of you this question in turn. I'll start with you, uh, Rabbi Moskowitz. Do you get a sense that people are turning to faith right now during these challenging times?
0: Thank you. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, we uh, went to doing our services virtually via streaming on Facebook and YouTube and, and Zoom and our website when the pandemic uh, really hit its peak and we you know stopped all large gatherings and where normally we might have a hundred people at our worship services over the weekend we 're now uh, counting in three hundred four hundred uh, watching our services or joining us online. Uh, our congregants have reached out to us and we've reached out to them for spiritual support, emotional support, and of course, the the necessary things that the community can provide like groceries and uh, pharmacy pickups and and, and errands and those kinds of things that we're doing for each other. So I think that, you know, as much as this isolation and social distancing is keeping us apart, it's actually pulling us together.
1: Now, Indrajit, I know you spend a lot of time working with younger people. What, What are their questions and how are you talking to them about this?
2: Um, yes, Sarah. Uh, uh, basically, you know, um, people are very concerned about uh, how they're going to celebrate, how they're going to congregate. And as you all know, the Saki parades in, in Surrey and in Vancouver have been canceled. And maybe it's uh, time uh, for us all to sit down and reflect uh, what the Saki really means. Uh, what are the principles of the Saki? Um, just like uh, Rabbi said, uh, most of us have uh, gone virtual. Uh, or using platforms that are internet based, uh, online meditations have increased, uh, virtual congregations have grown. And um, interestingly, while on, some people think that um, our congregations have become smaller because we are unable to meet due to, to social and physical distancing, um, they've actually grown because uh, our, our congregations have gone international in a way. So I look at that as a, as a positive uh you know
1: right now pastor clark so we're hearing that congregations have gotten bigger online have you found that to be the case as well
3: yeah yeah totally people are uh, i mean we we talk about the idea of engagement is the new attendance and so uh where people used to kind of just count who showed up at physical locations the reality is it's online you have people globally that are engaging in the gospel engaging in teaching of the bible that we're talking about and so We've seen, uh, we usually have probably about 6,000 people or so that attend our different sites, and we've seen uh, upward of 20,000, 30,000 people joining us online. So yeah, we definitely see it, and I just think it's, you know, people are asking the big questions, the big existential questions, the questions of meaning and comfort, and, and so I think they're, they're searching for those answers, and uh, they're finding them. So.
1: And Pastor Clark, how are you going to be dealing with Easter this weekend?
3: Uh, we recorded Easter about a month ago, and so we'll be running uh, six or seven services throughout the day. And then what we try to do is not just have people watch, because having passive observers isn't really the point. We want to try to take their engagement and, and, and translate it into connection. And so we have people on a, on a prayer chat on the side, and as people watch the service, the worship and the preaching, uh, they can then get prayer on the side and actually get connected into community groups which is stuff that we do during the week where they jump on Zoom with 10 other people and they actually talk about Jesus, talk about the Bible, talk about faith. And so uh, we try to kind of translate just the passive observer and say, OK, why don't we get in groups? And then we organize them geographically. So if it's people watching from Ottawa, Toronto, New York, whatever it is then we try to organize those groups around that geography.
1: That is so cool, and it's so interesting to hear that with all three of these faiths, it seems like people are more engaged. Now, Rabbi Moskowitz, what do you tell people when they come to you or they talk to you that they are worried, they're concerned, that they have anxiety about what's happening?
0: Well, I think the first thing is that uh, we validate it. I think anxiety in this situation is not only normal, but healthy. Uh, That's what's keeping us uh, in and uh, away from others in a a physical way. you know, so so one is to validate it; the other is to, to remind them that um, we will get through this. I mean, we can go back to times of the Bible if we look at at, at biblical stories for times of pestilence and plague, and to see that when the people pulled together and uh, you know listened to their leadership and listened to their faith and to their God, um, they came through. Uh, So I remind them of that. I remind them of the miracles of of, uh, the human capacity to find solutions to problems. Uh, I personally pray for the miracles of medicine, our doctors and our scientists and our our healers that are out there uh, trying to find a cure for this. And uh, we can turn our anxiety into action by doing good for others, by being extensions of God in the world. And that allows us some modicum of control, over what seems to be a completely uncontrollable uh, situation and gives us purpose. Viktor Frankl taught that if-
2: Shipping can
3: make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D.
0: You can find meaning in something. You can endure anything. And uh, to find meaning in this is to be an extension of God, an extension of those healers in the world uh, to try to bring healing uh, in our communities.
1: We're talking about the role of religion in these challenging times and how more people are turning to faith to kind of ease their anxiety, which is totally to be expected, and that's certainly being borne out by all the different religions out there. We've got three guests with us this morning. Rabbi Dan Moskowitz, Senior Rabbi of Temple Shalom. We've got Inderjeet Singh, Sikh chaplain at UBC and KPU, and Mark Clark, Senior Pastor at Village Church. Um, Inderjeet, I'd like to start with you this time and just ask, you know, such a huge part of the Sikh religion is to serve people, to help people. How is that working during this time?
2: Um... Yeah, in fact, um, a lot of our youth uh, students from UBC and KPU are very much involved with um, agencies like Canada Aid and Nanak's Free Kitchen Sikh Awareness Foundations, and they, when they're working in conjunction with all the gurdwaras in the Lower Mainland uh, to serve those in need by providing um, cooked food, hot meals, um, which. All you have to do is call a hot hotline, and they will send you a hot meal to your homes three times a day. And uh, this is uh, all done by volunteers. Uh, and you know, this is a global pandemic; it requires a global response. So all of us can get together and put our hands together, and you know, and our minds together, and collectively and creatively come up with solutions. In fact, even the Sikh nation uh, is always uh, not just serving food. We are also one of the largest blood donors in the lower mainland. And uh, this year, the Sikh nation has moved their blood donation drive from November to the current situation because people are actually cancelling um, online appointments um, Donate blood, and there is a shortages of uh, donors. So they've actually moved that. So it's time for us to be productive.
1: I heard that actually. I heard um, the government uh, um, saying thank you to the Sikh Nation for doing that. How is how are temples? How are gurdwaras then using tech? Are they also using technology to talk to their congregation?
2: In fact, um, yes, they have actually moved um, on a lot of platforms. In fact, I work uh, closely with the uh, Kedoya at Suxagar, which is in the West and uh, we are actually having. Uh, we usually have a camp during spring break, and that camp is actually going on. Uh, we have not cancelled, and it's going to be a camp on Zoom, and we are expecting to have a hundred kids still sign up. Uh, and do this so we are in the midst of planning in the midst of designing online platform programs games activities slideshows and the wonderful thing about this camp this time is uh, we are able to tap on the resources of folks uh, from who are not in the lower mainland so we can get video links and you know live shows from folks uh, in other parts of uh, the country and the world
1: Pastor Clark, what do you say to the younger people in your congregation as well who may be seeing this and they're obviously their anxiety levels must be rising as well? The world is changing right in front of them.
3: Yeah, and you know, some of them are uh, still single and (laughs) looking for that to change. Uh, And so it's hard to actually have those connections. what we've been talking about and what, what we've seen a great response to is, uh, you know, the words of Jesus in John 14. He says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And there's this sense of like, okay, maybe your life has been kind of revolving around the wrong kinds of things. Maybe your, your life has been revolving and going after money or being successful or that relationship or whatever, and you can't find ultimate meaning in those things. And so uh, when Jesus says, look, believe in me, rather than looking to the world, if you look to the things of the world, it's going to create an anxiety because you just had them stripped away. If you trust the money and relationships and whatever, all of those things go away. But Jesus doesn't. And so the, even in the midst of kind of building up to Easter, it's, it's kind of this image where there was suffering for a time, but then at the other side of it, he rose from the dead. And so have hope. Uh, you know, tomorrow the sun will rise, one day at a time. You know, don't borrow trouble from tomorrow. That's what Jesus is talking about. So we're trying to kind of give that message right. uh, even to those who are young to have a longer perspective. This is a long game. Life's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And, uh, and look to Jesus because he's going to, you know, he's the hope that transcends all of us.
1: Um, Rabbi Moskowitz, let me ask you this as well, and I'm going to ask each of you this, if you could very quickly just talk about the need, do you think, for different faiths to work together right now as well?
3: Yeah,
0: I think it's incredibly important, and I resonate with the pastors. uh, You know, the core of the pastor's message uh, as well, in that um, we're all dealing with this very much the same way. If there's been one unifying message of this pandemic, it's that we are so much more alike. We are so much more connected than our than our cultures, our religions, our languages would lead us to believe as as we are different. Uh, We actually began this. process uh, of working together uh, with the city. Very early on in the social distancing, we were uh, leading a multi-faith session with the city on climate change. And that was supposed to be 300 people at our synagogue from across faiths. And we moved it online three, four weeks ago now, uh, because this is, this is how we come together now uh, in, this, uh, in this situation. And those were multi-faith leaders all coming together. So I think it's given us great platforms and opportunities mm-hmm. to share similar messages.
1: Uh, G could I get you to reflect on that as well, the need for all faiths to come mm-hmm. together?
2: Yes, you know, um, humanity has always faced adversity. Interestingly, before um, the Holy Week, uh, look at Passover, look at Good Friday and Easter, even Versace, Um But this has always brought communities together, and they have become major and significant celebrations within each community. You know, uh, we should always live in gratitude. Um, there's so much to be thankful for, for our health our families, good governance, as as the rabbi said, um, we are actually very much more alike. Our planet um, is healing. Our ecosystem is healing, and that's a wonderful thing. You know, God is always our crutch, is our support system. Uh, we can learn and adapt and recover under that mercy, even this old house.
1: Pastor Clark? Yeah, I think
3: that uh, you got to, you know, one of the kind of biblical themes is the idea of working for the good of the city, and working for the good of where you live. And I think that, you know, uh, our church's vision has always been not to build a great church, but to build a great city as well. And uh, and it's never been about coming to buildings. It's never been about, you know, just gathering all together. It's about scattering and actually being the people of God in the world for the good of the world. Uh, and so I think that all of that Necessitates people to actually work together and go, okay, um, how do we actually bless people? Because they're not going to be able to get spiritually healthy unless some of these basic needs are met, uh, like food and shelter and those kind of things. So,
1: good time for everybody to heed that message. Thanks to all three of you for being here with us this morning.
3: Thank you. Thank, you.
1: Thank you. We appreciate your time, and best of luck to all of you in the next few weeks dealing with your congregations. That's Rabbi Dan Moskowitz, that's Indrajit Singh, and Mark Clark, uh, senior pastor at Village Church.